Hello and welcome to the Side Talks Podcast, where we talk about all things movies. That's what we're here to do, talk about all things movies. Uh, my name is Corey Kraft. I am a programmer with the Sidewalk Cinema and the Sidewalk Film Festival. Yeah, this is off to a very, very professional start. I want you to know that um, my mom really thinks the podcast is great. Uh-huh. And she had two things she wanted to say about it. Some some notes? I, they I'll weren't really notes. notes. That one of them was a note to me, and it was, could you please just, uh, poor Corey. What? <laughs> and I was like, Corey's fine. And the second note was, my favorite segment is phone a friend, because I love Lisa. I'm like, you just gave me a note to be nicer to Corey, which is a little bit of a reflection on who I am. And then the your favorite part of Corey and I's pod, is that right? What you say? Yeah, Corey and yeah. I. Corey and I's podcast is that you like Lisa. But well, okay. I'm not going to comment on the second note, but as for the first, <laughs> which is be being nicer to Corey, I think everybody Corey, should always be nicer to let's Corey. Let's go. Let's get into this stuff. You please. didn't even introduce yourself. I'm Rachel Morgan. Okay, that's that's good. That's let's all, talk about movies. That's all we need to do right all now. All right. Very, very well. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one fight. fight. Let's fight. It's time. It's time to rumble. Time for a five-minute fight. What are we fighting about today? We are fighting about the one, the only, well, the third. <laughs> the third. Scream 3. Scream 3. Uh, three out of five. Now, uh, we talked about the recent reboot quill um, from January uh, a few episodes ago. Now we're here to fight about Scream 3. I, s- which I assume you've started the timer, right, Brad? I have. Cool. I contend that this is the worst of the franchise, but I rewatched it over the weekend. Yep. I also rewatched Scream 1 and Scream 2. Talk about that a little later. Okay. Um, Scream 3 is the worst, no. but it's a little better than I remember. Um, I, I just kind of push back against how big and broad and cartoonish Screen 3 gets with some of its kills, with some of its comedy, and I really don't like, and this is a bit of a spoiler for a movie that's 22 years old at this point, I really don't like the reveal of who the killer is in this movie. That kind of sinks the whole thing for me. Oh, I think this is a really fun film, and I like that it, it kind of jabs at the trilogy thing, mm-hmm. but I'm actually going to win this argument. Okay. This could be... Right now, this could be a two-minute fight. Okay. Because well, I want to hear the your 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 TKO. Throw your best punch. You you are saying that the most recent Scream is better than Scream Three. I'd say I'd rank it third in the franchise. When yes. Scream Three uh-huh. was directed by Wes Fucking Craven. Yeah. I just won the argument. Nah. I just won the argument. It's I mean, come on. It's written by Kevin Williamson. Yes. It's written. It's, it's directed by Wes Craven. Well, neither one of those things are true of the newest installment. Now, Kevin Williamson has uh, created the characters, you know, sure. credit, but that's it. And he he was, I guess, a producer on this new one, or maybe Whatever. an executive producer, meaning maybe he wasn't as hands on. Uh, look, I know that Craven is one of your boys. Nightmare on Elm Street, one of your favorite movies. Scream, one of your favorite movies. Yeah. I don't think Wes Craven is infallible as a filmmaker. So the fact that he directed Scream 3, I mean, he also directed Deadly Friend, right? Um, so that, that argument only... But we're not only, talking about Deadly that Friend. Argument, but you're, you're not, holding up Craven's saying, involvement as are, if that's, that's the rating, checkmate. You were rating. I'm rating a movie one by... One of the Screams. Yes. Not directed by Wes Craven. Not, better oh, than, than two the one of is. the ones that are directed by I Wes mean, Craven. I mean, this is outrageous. Yes. This is outrageous to me. Also, let me just say this. Parker Posey's in this. Yeah, Parker Posey's amazing in this. And my friend, Richmond Arquette, is in this. So I've got Richmond's back here right now, Okay, too. fair enough. Like, you know, 
there's a lot of really good elements about Scream 3. I like Parker Posey. I like Emily Mortimer as the suspicious ingenue. Um, it's a little weird watching Scream 3 post downfall of Harvey Weinstein, considering the Weinsteins produced this thing, and one of the plot points is a predatory producer sleeping with his actresses. Oh, man. I'm not, I mean, that's not a value really judgment. We can't fault the film We can't for fault that. the film and for also, that. I'm just saying it's a little weird. Yeah. It's, it's, it is what it is. It's a little meta, but the whole thing is sure. meta. Um, Maybe. Do you think somebody was actually having a commentary there and trying to rub his face in it a little bit? Craven. I mean, Williamson and Craven were, you know, Craven was a smart guy. Williamson is a smart guy. Wouldn't surprise me. And if that's going on, then that just bodes for my argument, by the way. If they're it's a little subversive. If they're indeed cashing the check and then also rubbing Weinstein's face in his own shit, then I I feel like that's just a double whammy for me and I'm winning, winning, winning. Yeah, but in the year 2000, it wouldn't have been rubbing his face in his shit. He would have been like, yeah, that's me. All right. I did that. I don't know. I think it would be. I actually mm, think it would be. But maybe. that's not what this argument's about. Sure. We I, don't need to argue about Weinstein. So a house blows up in this movie so as what? one of the kills. I think that's silly. I think that's fucking I, amazing. I like that, you know, Did the, y'all, this is working in my favor. A climax. house fucking blows up as one of the kills, bitch. <laughs> well, I don't know how, I'm not coming with that kind of energy. Maybe I should. Okay. The fucking gothic mansion that the climax takes place in is cool, but that set piece is stretched out a little too long and Roman Bridger played by Scott fucking foley kind of sucks and i don't I like, like scott foley. i don't like roman That's bridger boy, coming out and being like haha i'm the one who told billy and stew from the first movie to uh fucking go crazy and kill everybody and um how I'm- is this any worse than the shit that happens in the most recent one Corey? The shit that happens in the most recent one is so stupid. And it's also, not how much as stupid. Now- it's okay. not as stupid of a retcon as the retcon in Scream 3. I'm just tired it is of... Stu- it's stupider. I'm tired. By the time we get to Scream 3, they're really stretching to tie these murders back into Sidney Prescott's mom. And I have to tell you, I don't give a fuck about Sidney Prescott's mom. How dare you? I barely did in Screams 1 and 2, but it was a pretext for the killers to have motivation to do what they they're did. They're stretching everything in this most recent one. And let me ask you this. Okay. Who else is in this film, right? That we don't it's get in the most a good recent one. Cast. I'll give you How that. How much scream time do we get with Nev fucking Campbell? I mean, a lot, but Thank she's you. not in and it a ton because she's on a phone. She's on a phone call line for most of the like the first we half of the movie. We get more Nev in this film. Yeah, we, we get do. more Nev. We also get more of Courtney I, Cox's bangs, which is enough to disqualify this movie entirely. Oh, oh, Her try, hair trying to come is with a secret weapon. The worst, which makes it this it, film the best. It's the worst Sam. hair that anybody has ever had. And I, I'm sorry, Courtney Cox. I, I am fond of you as a performer. Most of the time, but that hair—I mean—they even make a joke about it in the new one, where she's just like, she she makes a joke in the new one where she's like, and the next time I think I want bangs, somebody needs to stop me, which got a hearty laugh from me. I bet it did. Anyway, I didn't re- rewatch Scream Four, so I, I ha- I'm going based on memory. This is the worst one, though. Were you the only one laughing at that joke? I, it was more of a heh in the theater. It was like a heh. Like a like a like a dad like what seeing like a joke he recognizes um, on a commercial. Just the like, joke was <laughs> on Courtney Cox and still is. Um, okay, so Courtney, I mean, wow, Corey, um, <laughs> Courtney Craft, Courtney, Courtney Craft, Courtney, yeah, Craft. Courtney Craft says that um, it's big, broad, and cartoonish uh, in a bad way, which seems good to me compared um, to the other, compared to the like, previous two. I guess I should. I'm, I'm going to continue to argue here. I don't give a fuck about Corey, the propriety, sh- Corey. Um, 
compared to Scream and here. Scream 2. And then Scream 3 is like a big spike of stupidness. But I can already see I'm going to lose this. So continue, Sam. Okay, we do need your ranking at some point. But, I mean, everything you said about it as a bad thing just made the film seem cooler <sighs> in general, I think. Um, yeah, hashtag be nicer to Corey. But Rachel wins this one by 3 million points because Scream 3. Um, I mean, a house fucking blows up. And it's directed Ew. by Wes Craven. You can't really say much there. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm your I'm boyfriend so, now, Corey. I'm so frustrated. Anyway, um, scream ranking. First one's still the best, obviously. Second one, almost as good. I really like all the the bringing in the the meta stuff with the stab franchise, right? Uh, and then the new one. No, I'm where are the I'm going to pull these XLRs out of the wall. Then four, which I don't really remember. I need to revisit. And then three, but. Look, they're all pretty good. They're all fun. I had fun rewatching Screen yes, Three. It did. is better than I yes, remembered. You, okay, there we go. Uh, ding, ding, ding. So you know, I'm not terribly upset that I've lost this argument, but it is the worst one. No, it's not. It's the third best. Wait, you go one, two, three, four, five, just in that order. That's right. All right. Well, I can't argue that too much because I don't remember four. You can but... argue it. You're just gonna lose. Okay, tune in next time when I argue Scream 4 when I rewatch it, because I remember it being better, but I don't know. We'll see. And now, a look at what we're watching this week. Oh, hey, Corey. Hey, Rachel. Oh, that was, that was rough. Um, listen, I, I'm going to let you know. We're uh-huh. about to talk about what we're watching. Okay. And I really, I haven't really watched much. I, I confess. I really haven't watched a whole lot. I've been wrapped up with a bunch of, you know, kind of bullshit that's going on so it hadn't been a lot but the other day uh kyle it was pretty late at night and kyle sent me kyle mckinnon who used to do kyle's corner on the podcast mm-hmm. former good friend of ours and former hey colleague, kyle. um or really you know former sidewalk colleague i should be specify sent me a as he often does um a, a little video mm-hmm. and i'd seen it that night and i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna look forward to watching this in the morning but right now i'm not in the right headspace for it i woke up the next morning and it was the first thing i watched and it is um it's about i think eight minutes yeah, eight or nine, no, nine and a half minutes. Uh-huh. It is an episode of the People's Court from the 80s, I believe. Okay. Which is a $3 case over a slice of pizza. Uh-huh. And it is, uh, when you go out there and you search for the the People's Court, a $3 case over a slice of pizza, it is beautiful. It is amazing. <laughs> it is nine minutes of some of the best television that you could possibly imagine. And I, I think everybody should stop what they're doing right now and watch it. Let me give you just a little soundbite. He summoned for the police and he went from one window to another. He caused a huge commotion. He upset my customers. They were complaining because he was taking up my time. The register, he was taking up, you know, the cashier's time. He kept going back and forth. He wanted Wouldn't have been to easier then just giving us $2.48? Well, it's the principle of this. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, we have a business to run, and we have certain operating costs, and we put out, you know, we took this boneless chicken breast and cut it up for him because that's what he ordered. He did order a thick slice of pizza, correct? Yes. And, and you say you told him you didn't have thick slices that day. Yes. That's, excuse me, Your Honor, that's untrue. In fact, what he said was that after I explained to him that I wanted a thick order of chicken slice pizza and the cookie, he went back, he gave me the cookie, paid for the, I paid for the amount of the uh, two per items, and then he went and made a, made a request for the order, which I didn't hear what exactly what he had said, but at no time did he tell me at the window that he had no fixed slices. Anyone else with you at the, at the window? Uh, you're getting a little bit of an idea here, aren't you? 
So this is from the late 80s? I think so, yeah. So this is either like Reagan or Bush one era, $3. I mean, with inflation, that's like $40 today. So I can see why somebody would go to small claims court over it. The gentleman um, in the back is wearing a U2 t-shirt. Of course. It's it's amazing. I need you to watch it. And she talks for a long time about how beautiful the slice of pizza is. Are you going to put that on a playlist for the sidewalk cinema um, lobby? You know, it's it might be too special to just watch and and passing. <laughs> I really do believe that you know you need you need it, it requires full attention. It really does. So you heard it here first. A special screening of this nine minute clip from the People's Court to be projected on the big screen at sidewalk. And, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. I don't want them to know who got the it, – it actually isn't even $3, by the way. Oh, yeah? Because he deducted the amount of money for the cookie, which of he can, which he said was very good. <laughs> That's what I've been watching. <laughs> well, that is delightful. Um, in, in the – okay, well – How do is, you even follow that? I, I have no idea because, honestly, I haven't really been watching that much either. In the last – uh, segment where we fought about Scream Three. I mentioned that I rewatched the first three Scream films. Uh, you know, you you'd asked me as homework to w- rewatch Scream Three, yeah. and the way my brain works is, well, it's been a while since I've seen one and two, so I'm gonna have to watch those obviously before I can get to three. Yeah, but I'm glad I did um, because I I do like the Scream movies. I like. Uh, a good slasher movie, and and if anything, it just confirmed how good that first one is, um, and how um, clever I think the second one is, and and yeah, as I've already said, I, I think the third one is is better than I remember. So, uh, a real pleasure revisiting those. I also revisited um, just on a whim uh, two fairly recent comedies I enjoy: Twenty One and Twenty Two Jump Street. Oh, with Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill. Um, I, I think both of those are hilarious. They hold up too. Uh, lots of good laughs. And what those. a weird who randomly is just like, you know what? I think I'm going to do tonight. I'm going to watch 22 Jump Street. 21 followed by 22. Yeah. Who Jump does Street. this? Uh, me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's. Have you seen them? They're great. I, have, I really come haven't. on. They're great. They're they're really funny. I think you would. I don't, actually, never mind. Um, <laughs> you, you probably would not like them, uh, but I do a lot. Um, well, maybe, maybe that'll be a future five minute fight. I don't know. I, perhaps I, I might like them. I might like. Them. Um, and then finally, I, just very briefly, I, I rewatched after the Academy Award nominations were released yeah. yesterday. Um, I rewatched Coda, uh, a Best Picture nominee um, that I first saw more than a year ago when it premiered at the 2021 Sundance Film Festival. It was the opening night film. It ended up winning um, both the jury prize and the audience award uh, yep. for Best Narrative Feature. Um, you know, in, in 2021, when I first saw it at, at Sundance, I thought, well, that's a nice little movie. And it has just ridden this wave of being a nice little movie all the way to the Academy Awards now a year later, showing up in Best Picture, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best Supporting Actor. Um, I think I liked it a little bit more for uh, over this rewatch. Um, what seemed kind of formulaic to me first time around felt a little bit more uh, natural, um, and I appreciated – uh, a lot more of the details and the lived in experience of the of the deaf actors and and the story there coda if you if you haven't seen it um is about uh, a 
a, a young woman whose entire family, her parents and her older brother, are are deaf. So she is a child of deaf adults. Uh, that's what the yeah. titular acronym yeah. stands for. And she uh, joins her high school choir because she has an interest in music and singing. But obviously that's not an experience that her family can connect with in any way. So it is a little bit about that tension. Her family also runs a, a fishing operation. This is in coastal Massachusetts, I believe. Um, so there's a lot of like interesting specificity, both regionally and then also pertaining to um, the deaf characters who are played by actual deaf actors. Troy Kotzer nominated for Best Supporting Actor. The first deaf actor to be nominated for an Oscar, Marley Matlin, who plays the 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 mother. Obviously, the first deaf actress to have ever been nominated She's for an Oscar. She's never been nominated before? She she won um, back in the 80s for Children of a Lesser okay, God. Okay, that's when, that's, that's yeah. what I thought, yeah. Um, so she was the first deaf actress. So she's actress. nominated again. She's, singing she's not nominated again. again. She oh. did not get it for this, unfortunately. She, didn't know that. she was. She, well, she's, she's already got fine. one. She's already got one. She's good. Um, so, yeah, she's fine. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think Coda a little bit better than just the, the nice little movie than I perhaps unfairly dismissed it as being at Sundance, not among my favorite of the best picture nominees, but, but it certainly is a, a crowd pleaser. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm not sure how many crowds have ever got a chance to see Coda. Well, you know why, right? It, it was purchased by Apple TV plus and has uh, gone straight to streaming. Um, yeah. And I, I'll just say, because, uh, I guess I just say the things that I think, um, I've tried to book this film. I tried to book this film when we were doing Sundance and it wasn't an option for us for whatever yeah, reason. Then. Yeah. And then I tried to book it upon its, its release, which as you mentioned, very went small straight theatrical to release. It did. They, I was told no. Yeah. We were told that we could not have that film. And then I actually tried to book it again for our upcoming Woman in Film Week and was once again told no. Really? That would be so, perfect. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, this is a thing. Apple Apple TV has its own ideas about yeah. what's going to, you know, how it's going to make the most money it can possibly make and what's best for a film doesn't matter. Well, they got those Oscar nominations they were going for. So everything after this point, whatever. They don't we'll care. see. I'll ask again. But um, at some point, I get tired of being told no. Sure. Well, that's a shame. It is, it's a nice little movie. I, Maybe I just more don't... people would see it if they had actually let other people screen it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I don't know too many other people who subscribe to Apple TV+. Plus. I mean, I guess people do when Ted Lasso's on or whatever. But, um, you know, Maybe. next time you, you subscribe to Apple TV+, Plus for... The next season of Ted Lasso, whenever that is, check out Coda and The Velvet Underground and The Tragedy of Macbeth and a lot of other really good uh, Apple TV Plus um, original films. You know what's never been said? Uh, what? I'm going to get this Apple TV Plus subscription because I want to see the film Coda. Um, it might be said more frequently now that it got that Oscar nomination, but we'll see. Not even. Um, Come maybe, off your phone. Maybe that's what they're banking greedy on. Greedy bastards. Um, anyway, so that's what I've been watching. Um, and Apple, just please know that I don't share the views of my co-host here. I think you're a great company. So You've never worried done anything about wrong. these corporate entities. Never done anything you know wrong, what, Apple. Um, uh, Oh my God. And I want my money, and I said, well, I'm sorry. I would be happy to give anyone their money back if I would ever serve something that wasn't, you know, suitable or high quality. If you could find something wrong, I'd be happy to. But it's <laughs> like when you go and order a custom-made suit, and the person has their time and labor and materials into it. What did you do with the pizza? Well, it's not the same as a custom-made well, suit. Did anyone else eat the pizza? pizza no, we... we, we what did you went, do with it? He summoned for the police, and he went from one window to another. He caused a huge commotion. 
So that's what I have to say to you. I mean, there's no, there's, there's no, no coming back from that. No. Sam, go help Casey with groceries. Oh man, we are your own personal cinematic, Kay and Jared. Kay and Jared. Every kiss begins with Kay. Oh, the jewelers. The jewelers. I the jewelers. See. see what I did there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, as we're recording this, it is approaching Valentine's Day. Yeah. So a lot of um, sweaty, desperate men are probably going to be visiting Kay and Jared. Ooh. I'm yeah. just, you know, I'm you just know, calling it like I see him. I went to, um, I, I went to the Galleria, uh-huh. uh, which, you know. It's a mall, right? It, um, yep. And there was a little line outside the little jewelry store, which really? I thought was really cute. A little, little line of people waiting to get in and get that little tennis bracelet. Yeah, yeah. Well. Victoria's Secret had little little ropes up. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you, Watch you out. gotta keep out the crowds. Watch oh, out. Goodness gracious, I don't know what to say to so that. Just a, little, just a little note, Corey, when you do your little jewelry tennis bracelet and Victoria's Secret shopping, be prepared to wait. I <laughs> Well, I'll keep that in mind. Thank you. Oh, uh, thanks to Boutwell Studios. And, of course, thanks to our sponsor, Revelator Coffee. I went by Revelator this morning, and I got a bunch of coffee because I needed it. And it was delicious. As I need one now. always delicious. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're in or around downtown Birmingham and you need a desperate pick-me-up, and I think looking at you, Rachel, it seems like you... You definitely you, need some coffee. Do you hear this? Um, Remember when my mom said be nice to Corey? Listen, I can't take a shot every now and again. <laughs> Look at, listen to this. Listen to this. Oh, you just dish it out, dish it out, dish it out. But all of a sudden, every you know, one, one comment, cake. and it's like, I'm oppressed. <laughs> oh my goodness, how unfair. I see. Do how you it want is. me to pull this Wapner clip up again? I don't. Uh, sidewalkfest.com or at Sidewalk Film on social media. That includes I'll Facebook, Twitter, court. and Instagram. <laughs> um, and that's where you can find everything that Sidewalk's planning, including showtimes at the cinema. Now, this episode's probably going to air in a couple weeks from when we're recording this. So, is there anything you can tell us about what's coming up at the cinema? Yeah, we're going to do Oscar shorts. Oscar and shorts? Os- yeah, we're going to do all those Oscar shorts. That's going to be really, yes. really fun. Um, the worst person in the world is hopefully coming up. Oscar nominee. Yeah, lots of really, really cool, good stuff. Well, that is exciting. I love the worst person in the world. I've mentioned that a couple times on this podcast now. So again, come see a movie with us. Check out those showtimes once more. Sidewalkfest.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.